It's Friday. I know it's a lot later than I usually do my Friday podcast, but I didn't feel I was really out of tilt. I think I'm getting sick or something. Anyway, uh, we got some really dumb stories. That's one of the reasons why I didn't want to skip today. But first, let's talk about what Joe Biden said. Just the stupid comment Joe Biden decided to make this week about a dead dog when he was in the city council. And I'm not sure if it was in Delaware or what. Let's just listen to it because it's really out there. I got a call one night. A woman said to me, obviously not of the same persuasion as I was politically, called me and said, there's a dead dog on my lawn. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, have you called the county? He said, yes, they're not here. And I said, well, I'll get them in the morning. She said, I want it removed now. I pay your salary. So I went over. I picked it up. She said, I want it out of my front yard. I put it on her doorstep. But I've got much better sense then. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the genesis of the story is about. And it was kind of funny. It just seemed like kind of a weird story to bring up to people. Anyway, I guess it wasn't the dumbest thing that was said this week. We got one dumber. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so let's get to it. We've got a bunch of dumb stuff today. Okay, so the first thing, uh, Hudson Mayor, and I believe Hudson is in Ohio, a mayor named Craig Schubert resigned Monday, less than a week after drawing international attention, attention and ridicule to an ups, to the upscale uh, to the upscale Summit County community. That sounds terrible. And what kind of international attention could this guy have brought up that made him resign? What did this poor bastard say? Well, let's just listen to it. A couple of additional data points here for counsel to consider. Um, one, the Hudson Fire Department does have the capability to do cold water, you know, ice rescues. They've done the training in the past. Whether that, that certification is current, you'd have to ask Chief Farns. I would say before you make any decisions, I would definitely get Chief Farns to weigh in on this because as Councilwoman Kowalski mentioned, you know, it is the f fire and EMS folks and perhaps the police department that all have to engage on a moment's notice should there be an incident. Additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson mm. Springs Park for X amount of time? And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem, prostitution. And now you got the police chief and the police department involved. Just data points to consider. Okay. So I'm not in favor of shanties. <laughs> um, I have well. one more thing. <laughs> was it me or was that like the longest minute sound long audio bite I could have ever recorded? And by the way, that audio bite was a minute long. But that's what caused this whole thing. Ice shanties. And if we they ended up with ice shanties... 
then they're going to end up with prostitution. Uh, listen, I've been ice fishing once before, and the only thing I got to do was drink a lot. Maybe if I knew that, like, hookers came with it, I would have done it again. Schubert, I think, realizing the idiocy of his statement. Um, by the way, it's a shock this was even something someone recorded. I mean, honestly. He sat there and he released the following... Um, the following statement, quote, my comment about ice fishing, the permitting of shanties on lakes and prostitution stems from my experience as a former television news reporter covering law enforcement agencies, which have made arrests for acts of prostitution in ice fishing shanties. When discussing proposed legislation, it is wise to discuss the potential for unintended consequences. My statement was to enlighten the council that the future permitting of ice shanties may lead to other issues. So basically, he doubled down. He said, that, "Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a huge issue." Uh, you know what he should have said, and the count the council would have listened to him, and this may not have been that big of a deal. Um. He sh he should have he should have just said it was a stupid thing to say. Instead, he decides to sit, he's doubling down, like, next ice shanties are going to give you herpes or something. Wow. Then he decided, that's it, he's going to resign, and he said this, quote, my comments at Tuesday's workshop were made out of concern for community, which could become an unintended consequence of new legislation based on prior television news reporting experience. Yes, he said the same thing in the last quote. My attempt to inject a bit of dry humor to make a point about this in the midst of a cold, snowy February was grossly misunderstood. No, it wasn't. Some in our community, he just, he does that, he does that throughout this thing. Um, he said he was serious about it. Now he's saying it was a joke. He didn't say it was a joke in the first statement. I read it to you. Okay, some in our community saw this as an opportunity to engage in politics of personal destruction by means of character assassination, blaming me for the negative international press they helped to promote. Well, you could have just said it was just a stupid thing to say, or, or you could have said it was a joke, but you decided to double down on it and then call it a joke. Yeah, no one's listening to you now. Here we go, last statement. Since the passing of my wife, oh God, there we go. First Lady Sherry Moyer, I have given considerable thought to the next stage of my life. Retirement is on the near horizon. With the recent changes on City Council, where six of seven seats have turned over, City Hall is entering a new era. My role as a change agent is complete. Oh, that's nice. I don't know if this guy's a Democrat. I have absolutely no idea. But in that last paragraph, he made himself not only into a victim, but into a hero. Maybe those six of seven seats changed because he was the mayor and he did a crappy job. By the way, I don't even know if this guy's a Republican or a Democrat. I don't care. I, I really don't care. It's, I mean, my God, I don't, they're having a city council debate on ice fishing. You know, this is not an important story. But here, let's get to the next one here. And this one's a weird story. 
this is a real weird story. There are pictures. So if you would like to go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at the article, yeah, there are pictures. From Fox News, migrants on Mexico's southern border sewed their mouths shut on Tuesday in a gruesome bid to convince the Mexican government to let them in so that they can travel north and try to get to the United States. Reuters reports that about a dozen migrants, mainly from Central and South America, sewed their lips with a needle and plastic thread, leaving a small space to drink liquids. They also used alcohol wipes, alcohol to wipe away the blood from the stitches. Well, I mean, at least they're, you know, they're keeping themselves clean. They do, yeah. The protest took place in Tapachula, a border city with Guatemala, where thousands of migrants migrants are waiting for permission to enter the country, that's Mexico, and cross over to the United States, the outlet reported. Quote, we hope that the National Migration Institute can see that they are bleeding, that they are human beings, Arenio Muchica, an activist at the demonstration, told Reuters. I do want to point out they're also on a hunger strike. Now, there are two ways to look at this. The funny, dark way and the right way. So let's do the dark, funny way first. I think Joe Biden should send a plane to southern Mexico or Guatemala and pick those 12 or so people up and bring them to the United States and make them citizens immediately. Why, you may ask? Because if these sick bastards are willing to sew their orifices shut to get into the United States, I'm sure they'll make a deal not to go on public assistance or take free public health care. I'm just saying. I can't get Josie to take a test where all she has to do is ask five questions and one of them is who's the first president of the United States to get her citizenship, much less sew her mouth shut to become a citizen of the United States. Wait, <laughs> I'm sorry, so her mouth shut. I was daydreaming a little bit. Okay, no, in all seriousness, and this is the, the real way, do we really want these people in our country? These people are sick. This is not, not a normal thing to do. And these people are coming into our country trying to change our culture so that this becomes a norm. They think they're, these people actually think they're justified in crossing illegally into two countries. This, quote, act of protest, end quote, is sick. What will they do when they get into the, this country illegally? This is why we should do, be able to do background on checks on these people before we they come over into our country. We should be allowed to do that. I, we are allowed to do that. It's our country. And what kind of crap is Joe Biden really letting into this country, by the way? I guarantee you, he is never going to have to deal with any of these people while he's living in one of his five mansions after he retires. No, it's we that are going to have to deal with him. By the, th- by the way, I think they're gonna, probably going to need the free health care when they get to this country because they're going to need to deal with those infections. Uh, wait, Okay, I went dark again. All right, I, I tell you, you you hear complaints from people and you think to yourself, these people need jobs, but then you hear that the complaints are, complaints are coming from millionaires in our society and they already have jobs and millions of dollars and, okay, 
so the Super Bowl. Uh, what is a Super Bowl without someone bitching about a commercial? Now, unfortunately, the commercials were just terrible. All of the commercials were woke. Heck, one commercial, I think it was by Apple, actually stated that cameras of pa- of other phones are racist because the pictures of black people come out too dark. Of course, I'm so white I glow. So guess how the pictures come up when they take pictures of me on a sunny day? They come out overexposed. So if you take a picture of a black person in the dark, guess what happens? They come out darker. Yeah, that's called photography. That's People are paid to take pictures. Well, anyway, I, I digress. But there's one commercial that was moderately funny. It wasn't that funny. I didn't laugh at it. I thought it was cute. Um, there really weren't any funny Super Bowl commercials. Even Budweiser is not putting up commercials anymore, funny commercials anymore, except for a couple of throwback commercials in black and white about the, the horses they have. I can't remember what those horses are called. I, I don't care. Um, but there is one commercial people are really pissed off about, okay? And it involves CGI animals. Now, I'm going to play this with you, and you're not going to be able to I see it. So I'll describe it, and it's actually more, more. Um, there are no, there's no words in it. So let me let me tell you what's going on here. So so here it is. Let me just adjust the mic a little bit, and I'll talk. Hopefully, I don't overdo it. So here we go. So starting the commercial. So there's a bird in the tree, and there's a gal in the tree looking at the bird, and she drops two bags of flaming Doritos. And then there's a sloth, and it's kind of cruising down. It grabs one of the Doritos and starts chewing on it. Then there's Bambi, a deer or something. I don't think those deer actually live there. And the deer eats a Cheeto. And then a bear comes and eats a Cheeto, and the bear, they all get excited. They're all the animals. That's a fox singing. And they're a water buffalo. There comes an alligator. It opens its mouth and there's a bird singing the Ooh Baby Baby song. The gal jumps from the tree and she sees now the sloth says nope and takes away the Doritos and climbs up the tree. And now the fox is dancing with clothes on. I, 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 and there's the sloth doing a a thing with the, a thing with Madonna's pose thing that she did a long time ago that I can't remember. Now, I do want to point out, um, bears, sloths, three-toed sloths, bears, forest deers, alligators, they don't live in the same, they don't live in the same area. They actually live in completely different parts of the world. But outside of that, most people like the ad. You can, you can see the you can see the insanity if you just go on Twitter. Most people like the ad, uh, but a bunch of people didn't like it. So let's go over. And these are all blue check mark. These are all considered the elites. All right. So here's New York Times reporter Stuart Elliott. He tweeted, "Don't feed Doritos to animals. 
says spot that shows animals eating Doritos. Ugh. Then there was another sports reporter, Kevin Olson. He tweeted, please do not feed animals Doritos or put VR headsets on them. Oh, I... The VR headset thing was on another on another commercial. Philip Michaels, who's an actor, he said, Doritos, our snack food gives animals psychotic fits, but uh, it's probably okay for humans to eat. And I put the question there because I'm not sure why he said that. Elena Campos, another actress, she said, what a terrible at Doritos commercial. Like giving highly processed foods to animals was cool. And then she does the 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 sigh face emoji. Don't put emojis in your thing. And if you put emojis, make sure they're the right skin color. Don't feed the animals, she says. And and of course, the creme de la creme of the tweets is by YouTube star Brett Coleman. He begged at POTUS, please sanction the hell out of flaming hot Doritos for what they all just put us through. Oh, God. These people are insufferable. Three things we can get from from the reaction. And this reaction to Doritos commercial actually made national news. I'm not kidding. First thing, how stupid do these people think we are? I know we're not as rich as they are. We're not as famous as they are. But do they think we're going to go to a forest and feed a freaking bear or a three-toed sloth, which, by the way, is in South America. So a bear is in North America, and three-toed sloth is in South America. And start feeding them Doritos. And by the way, the gal didn't feed the Doritos on purpose. The accident, they fell. She was eating them while she was looking for birds. And then how stupid are these people is the second thing. Seriously, you guys thought this was a nature film like they'd put out march of the penguins except for three toe sloths bears and alligators no it was a joke and this brings us to our last and i think i brought this over nothing can be funny today anything that's made with humor can't be funny we can't have any humor anymore by the way the commercials suck i don't know what the big freaking deal was anyway no one saw i didn't even pay attention to it Okay, another stupid story. Van Jones. Yeah, Van Jones. He, I actually like Van Jones. I've never had a problem with him. Um, he's kind of a moderate leftist, but he's a leftist nonetheless. I mean, he cries a little too much for me. I mean, he cried during when Trump won office, and then he cried when Biden won office. I mean, the guy seems to be crying all the time. Um but he did say something that was really stupid. He was interviewed on People Magazine. Apparently, he's having a bait. Well, he's not having. I don't know. You figure it out. So let's let's read what he said to People Magazine. Quote: After COVID, after the COVID lockdown, I got clear that I wanted another kid. I discovered that my friend Naomi also wanted a baby, so we decided to join forces and become conscious co-parents. Co-parents. It's a concept that I hope more people will explore and consider. This month, we welcome to Earth a baby girl whom we will raise as co-parenting partners. This is a special time for our families. I feel grateful, joyful, and blessed as we create a safe and loving environment for this blessed young soul. I respectfully ask for privacy. 
Thank you for all the love and support. Um, this is an example of the tenets of communism, by the way, the destruction of the nuclear f- family. And this is how Van Jones is. He actually believes this crap. Mind you, Van Jones is trying to teach you how good not being a father is to a child. He also doesn't have to put the stigma of being a male parent by using the terms father or mother. In other words, we can't have that anymore. So I'm not a dad. You're not a dad or a mother. You're a co-parent. Because we can't do that. Because two dads can be co-parents. They both can't be fathers. It also gives away the prospect not to take full responsibility, as far as I'm concerned, for this kid. This kid, parenting is a 50-50 prospect. You don't have to give 100% to it because you are co-parents. If that kid is missing something in her life, well, then that could be her fault or his fault. We, I don't know who's who. I'm assuming Naomi's a chick. This is how the left and communism destroys all that is good, too. I prescribe parenting and family is the most fulfilling experience in one's life. I even tried to stay married to keep my family together, even though I was married to an evil harlot. Being a parent, no, being a father takes 100%. And even when I give 100%, (coughs) that is only half of what my child needs. (coughs) Excuse me. The mother needs also to give 100% just to fulfill what my efforts are missing. I can only give my kids so much. The mother also has to give. And then there are those little accomplishments like graduating from school, watching her or him get married, watching your grandkids, seeing your grandkids, graduating college, having careers. This is all fulfilling. And you know, why do you think a lot parents feel empty when their children leave the home to live their lives? There's a great movie, and it's it's a it's a wonderful movie, and you should see it. It's called Father of the Bride. It's with Steve Martin. It is a fantastic movie. I kid you not, I still cry when I see this movie. Because I understand what this guy's going through. And that is being a father. Not a co-parent. I don't know what a co-parent is. So good luck to you, Van Jones, and the half of your child's life you're responsible for. Okay, here's something fun. I finally might have found a reason to go to Disneyland. According to the New York Post, quote, A Jerry Springer-style brawl broke out at Disney World between a pair of drunken naked sisters culminating in the dual duo tussling in the bushes after one slipped on the other's vomit, according to court papers. The ill-fated evening started out with the sisters, who were tourists from New Jersey. There's a shocker, New Jersey. It would be either New Jersey or Philadelphia, one of the two. Grabbing dinner at a Disney Springs at a steakhouse, then hitting the Irish pub for drinks, according to details recently revealed in the Florida Circuit Court papers. Okay, so th- this is this is what happened. The two went to dinner, and they got drunk. Then they tried to get an Uber, but their cell phones were dead. So a security guy decides to call Uber. The Uber guy comes to pick them up, but the Uber guy sees these, these chicks are twisted, so he refuses to take them. So the guard says, screw it, and calls a taxi. 
So while these broads are waiting for a taxi, and by the way, they are broads. I know that's sexist, but they're broads. There's no way you could call these ladies. Uh, so while these broads are waiting for the taxi, the pair begin arguing. The older sister called the younger sister a bad mom and slapped the crap out of her. And in return, the younger sister threatened to punch her. I'm sorry, let me say that again. The older sister called the younger... Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's what happened. So police from Ontario County Sheriff uh, came at about 1240 to find these gals and they had separated. And then they found the sister, the younger sister, screaming and crying near the Cirque du Soleil steps by the watermelon and mango parking lots. So, you know, Disney marks their parking lots. She was stripped down only to her underwear and sandals. The two were reunited by security and started fighting again. And then one of them slipped on the other one's vomit and landed in a bunch of bushes. Needless to say, both were arrested. Now, Disney said that they didn't have video of the, of the incident. That it did happen. They confirmed it. Court papers were there. They, but they, they, it, it, they didn't have any video. I call BS on that one. Disney is like a Chinese concentration camp. They have cameras everywhere. I'm pretty sure they got cameras up the toilet bowl while you're taking a dump. They got cameras everywhere at Disneyland. I once kissed a gal on the Haunted Mansion ride and grabbed her in ways that she enjoyed, but the Disney staff did not. Disney, they're not staff. What are they called? Disney actors. Yeah, we'll call them staff because I can't remember what they what they call them. But the Disney staff didn't appreciate it. And in the middle of the ride, you were yelling, uh, could you keep your hands to yourself, please? So I, I know absolutely they got cameras everywhere in Disneyland. My bet is that Disney is looking for a way to edit this video so they can make it into a, one of their new movies. Because I bet that video is going to be better than their last 10 movies they've released. So that's great. I, I may go to Disney. You know, this is one of the reasons why I think Disneyland really needs to make beer a thing you can get over there. Just like just like uh, Magic Mountain does this. The uh, Six Flags theme parks allow you. Disney typically really is very hard to get any alcohol. You can, but it, it's really hard. I'm not even sure if they sell it in the park. For parents... You should be required to sell alcohol to the park because not only does it suppress the pain of having to deal with being at Disneyland with four little kids while waiting in line for two hours to get on a 30-second ride, but it also creates scenes like this, and those scenes, they create the memories. I guarantee you. They will forget the dumb... The kids and me, we'll, we'll all forget the Dumbo ride. We will not forget the two naked chicks fighting in the middle of the uh, uh, fountain at Disney World. And the pictures, oh. All right, here's a, here's a gross story. Um, I, and I, I got to tell you, this story is too sick for me to even narrate. I don't even know if I can narrate this thing and not use language that's ungood. So I'll just read it. This is from the U.S. Sun. Cynthia Perkins, 36, faces 41 years in prison after taking a plea deal on Monday in exchange for testifying against her now ex-husband, Dennis. He was working as a Livingston Parish Sheriff's deputy at the time of his arrest. I'm assuming this is in Phoenix somewhere. Um, 
Louisiana, the Louisiana woman, and by the way, they spelled Louisiana wrong in the newspaper, and they spelled it wrong twice, so that's got to tell you something about the quality of this newspaper, so I'm pretty sure it's in Phoenix. The Louisiana woman, I guess it was Louisiana, the Louisiana woman initially protested her innocence for 72 charges of various sex crimes. We're getting there. Yet this week pleaded guilty to producing, here it comes, child pornography, second-degree rape, and mingling harmful substances. The charge about harmful substances allegedly refers to an incident in which she used Dennis's sperm to season pastries for Westside Junior High School kids. Surprisingly, she's a teacher. She was a teacher. She's going to be spending most of her rest of her life in prison. These, quote, these three we thought was representative of what she had done. And by agreeing to the facts as we put them out on the record, she has prepared herself to testify against Dennis Perkins, end quote. Assistant Louisiana Attorney, she spelled Louisiana right there, Attorney General Barry Milligan said on Monday. Cynthia and Dennis were arrested in October 2019 and faced 150 felony charges, including rape, child pornography, sexual battery of a child, and video voyeurism. Okay, first off, I'm just a little lost here. I have never in my life thought to myself it would sure be a turn on if you you'd let me jizz in cupcake batter and let your kids eat it without them knowing about it. What is wrong with these people? What's more weird is this could be no big deal in the future. Child pornography, you do realize there is a push now where child pornography and pedophilia is being kind of normalized now. The pedophiles actually want pedophilia being put back into the LGBTQ community as another letter. They have changed the name of pedophile to MAP, which is, uh, I don't know what MAP means, something something person i i don't know what it is but they're changing the way we actually look they are there are professors today and more professors than we could ever imagine that are actually saying well pedophilia is just a misunder it's just a misunderstanding of you misunderstanding a person's lifestyle how bad was this crap that this gal did she made a deal And she still could get 41 years in prison. My only thing, I wish they'd just throw her into a men's prison. Let her deal with that. Okay, and that's it. That's it. There's there's one more story, but it's it's all over the news. I'm sure you've heard it about the gal who decided to fake her own pregnancy, but her baby bump kept moving and the fake pictures of the baby. She she wanted to get parental leave, that kind of thing. We're not going to talk about that today. It's not that great a story, and it's all over the news. So if you want to uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, I have all of the audio and video you need, plus the links. Have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Dumbasses Talking Politics.